Hello, this is Andrew Hiller, and you are listening to the Hiller Cast. January 3rd, 2021, versus May 18th, 2021. That's a five month difference. In the first photo, with the long hair, 11% body fat. In the second photo, with the short hair, 8% body fat. 3% difference in five months. How did he do it? So I'm going to tell you how I did it. First of all, those are abstract numbers. And they're also only slightly correct. So on the first picture with the long hair it's probably anywhere from 10 to 11% body fat. I said 11 because it sounded better. And because it sounded better, it caught your attention more. On the second photo, I said 8% body fat, but it's more like 8 to 9% body fat. Again, because really there isn't a single thing in this world that's going to be able to accurately tell you what your actual body fat percentage is. I don't care what it is. I don't care how expensive it is. I don't care what goddamn doctor told you what it is. It's not happening. Because there are way more things at play than just saying, hey, hold on to these little scanners on your hands or get under this water or get into my MRI like machine, DEXA scan, or let's do the body fat calipers even. So within each of them, there's going to be their own little variances, how accurate they are. But anyone who tells you that they are a certain number percent body fat, you should be skeptical. And you should look at them and you should say, hey, I compare you to so-and-so. And my comparison numbers here are people like Ronnie Coleman. If you don't know who he is, go and Google him real quick. Ronnie Coleman is a super jacked, huge bodybuilder. And at his leanest, he was probably about 5% body fat. And then when you in the future hear someone say, hey, I'm 5% body fat, say, does this guy look like that picture of that guy that Andrew told me to look at on that podcast that one time? You can, this person's going to argue there until they die. The person who in, hey, I'm 5% body fat, that they'll argue until they die. It's because they're silly. They probably believe it and they want to feel better about themselves. Uh, Schwarzenegger in the picture where everyone has it on their wall and it's like conquer and his arms are out all wide. He was probably about six and a half, seven percent body fat. The standards weren't as high back in the day. He looked really good, but he was about six or seven percent body fat, somewhere in that realm. Again, nothing to really accurately tell you what he was at. I'm claiming that I was about eight to nine percent body fat. So he's leaner than me. He's, he's the best, one of the best bodybuilders ever. He should be leaner than me. And if you want someone more relative, you think about maybe Thor. And in the movie Avengers, and he's probably about 10% body fat. He doesn't hold a lot of it in his arms, but when he takes his shirt off, you can see his stomach and people hold body fat in different spots. And it's not like he has a bad looking stomach by any means, but he doesn't look like a professional bodybuilder. His arms do very veiny, very vascular, very muscularly developed and huge. So they look great. Andrew, you're talking crap about Thor. I was like, no, I just want to give you guys a good perspective. And generally... Most people who talk about their body fat, they're like 10% if they have abs, maybe 12, maybe 14. It depends on the distribution of their fat. Maybe they don't hold very much in their stomach, but they hold a lot in their legs. So there are males who hold a lot of weight in their legs, but they have abs. And when that happens, 
their body fat percentage will be skewed. And they'll say, I have 5% body fat, 6% body fat. Look at my abs. It's like, dude, you probably have 12. And it's you have very good inserts. You've got very deep ab cuts genetically. That's awesome. But let's get to, on the same page together. And then females, the way that it works for you guys is whatever number I said with the guys, you generally had 5%-ish, 4 or 5%. So if you look at someone just like me in my situations where I said I had 8 to 9, that female would be 12 to 13, maybe 14% with the same sort of definition in certain areas and that type of thing. And that doesn't mean that they are any less lean or fit. It's just kind of a setup deal. The things that require you to do reproductive it deals internally have you holding more body fat than your male counterpart. And you could be the exact same leanness on the external, but it's just a body setup issue, not an issue, deal. So now that we've talked about the body fat deal, what are the things that went into the differences? And I'm actually doing this a second time right now because I want to roll through it more smoothly, hopefully hold your attention a little bit better. And the first thing I want to chat about is my state of mind between the two of them. So in the first picture with the long hair, I had just left the gym. I was working at forever, put my whole life into it. So it put me into like a mini, I shouldn't say mini state. I was pretty depressed. It was, there you go, heard it. But what that does is it affects testosterone levels. It makes you eat poorly. It affects your diet choices. It affects your sleep. And when those things are out of whack, it's going to mess with the way that you look aesthetically. So less testosterone means less muscle mass, means less drive, means you're less awake, less alert. All of those things lead to less calorie usage of your body. It leads to less training. It leads to less intense training. None of that stuff is good. So with all that being said, you tend to look a little worse when you are in that state of mind that I was, then your diet is suffering. You want things that make you feel good about yourself. So you eat crappier food. When you eat crappier food, it causes some inflammation. So when you eat a bunch of sugar, then you hold a little bit of water. When you hold, eat a bunch of fat and oil and fried foods, your body doesn't like it. So it's going to hold a lot of water from the inflammation. And when you are in that state of mind and you're anxious a lot, then you're not going to sleep all that well. I mean, and everyone's done this to some extended degree where you're laying in bed and you can't stop thinking. And you do it until like one or two in the morning and then... You don't sleep well because you wake up real early because you got to get on with your life and it's like you had four hours of sleep that night. And when you don't sleep well, you're missing out on all the growth hormone that you produce when you're sleeping. And growth hormone is a euthanizing product that is released by the pituitary gland in certain sleep cycles. And I think it's in the third or fourth stage. And if you don't sleep long enough, you don't hit that. And if you don't hit that, then you're losing the benefit that would then be the growth hormone. And this is just me being broad and Andrew-y and aesthetic goal-based in this chat. So we'll move on to the diet thing. Or no, so, so finishing up state of mind, I should say that within the most recent picture, the, the long hair picture had about a three or four month buildup to it where I take that picture every single day. <laughs> Sorry, that sounded crazy. I don't take that picture every single day. I take the picture about once a month. I stand in certain lighting. I hold myself in a certain way. I flex my stomach and body to a certain extent or degree. 
and I take the picture. So the one that was taken with the long hair had about a three or four month buildup to it with a couple ones before in maybe the months of December and November. And then of course there were ones after then in uh, February and March. The ones that you were presented with were again in January and May. So there were lead up to both of those pictures. And in the lead up to the January one, I had just spoken about the state of mind. In the lead up to the May, things had gotten better. We had gone through the whole transitionary period. It had been put behind us. Things had been better. So again, the opposite of what I just talked about, the, the, had better sleep, made better diet choices. And because I was in a better state of mind, I didn't have all the bad cortisol radiating through my body, probably had some better testosterone levels, which will lead to a then better looking aesthetic. That's a big piece I missed in the first chat. So the difference between the pictures, the fact that they are taken monthly, and that's something that I think is important for a lot of people who care. I mean, I think everyone should just do it. Hey, what do I look like this month, this month, this month, this month? I have a freaking library in my phone that goes back to 2017 where I can say, hey, this is what I look like at this point in the exact same lighting, in the exact same spot at the exact same time. It's just something that's cool to do. I suggest it for everybody. So here's the biggest key. It's intermittent fasting. And no, it's not. It's something that works well for me. I don't really like to call it intermittent fasting. I like to call it my body likes to eat here and not here. Duh. And when I do the thing that is quote unquote intermittent fasting, it gives you only so much of a window to eat within. So I don't eat really until noon or one most days. And I found that that worked well through kind of wrestling, maybe high school, college. I don't eat... I don't like to eat in the morning because I tend to do something in the morning that is on the workout side. I don't like doing long cardio type deal with food in my stomach. I don't like lifting heavy in the morning. I do the lifting in the evening typically if things want to go well for me. Lifting goes better with food for me and long enduring or even CrossFit type workouts go better with no food in me. Just something I know. What works for you? That's the question. Intermittent fasting, does it increase growth hormone? Doubt it. No. Is it anything worth noting? Probably not. Don't do that. That's what they'll say. Does it make you lose a bunch of weight? If it does, it's because it's limiting the window in which you can eat. There's only so much food you can eat from four to eight o'clock at night. Oh, but it's the blah, blah, shut up. No, it's not. It's because you can only eat so much calories versus calories. You eat more, you eat less. That's it. If you want to lose, gain weight, eat more calories, eat less calories. Um... When we're talking about the diet versus in the two pictures, the one picture was taken, the one of the long hair was taken after having been in Florida for a month, which in and of itself was a vacation. When I had already talked about my state of mind, it's like a bunch of bad choices were made. And then the second picture was taken where I had a good schedule, a lot of training in my own environment. And the diet was on point for the most part for two to three months leading up to that picture. So that's a difference in the time. And in that first picture, you can, again, I talked about it, assume there was some bloating from the bad quality of food that I was eating. A lot of it, I kind of see from my time as a kid, my family did not have the best diet. And I saw it again when I was in Florida. We spent some time with my family where it's like, hey, what are we eating? Here's a bunch of pizza. Oh, we're drinking. And I wouldn't drink because I don't do it. I 
don't see the point. It's like you're drinking poison. You're putting poison in your body, your body, your choice, whatever you want to do. But if you want to look good, don't drink alcohol at all. Never an excuse for it. And the pizza, I would have a, a piece or two because I needed food and it's all there was. And then there was another night where we would eat a bunch of freaking fried there was a ham, there was like fried onions, and it's just crappy food leading to a bad body compounded over a week in Florida, and it doesn't end up giving you a good picture. On the flip side, eat well, don't drink, and the other picture is what happens. Less body fat, leaner, no bloat. The training intensity was different. In the first picture of the long hair, again, the two to three months leading up to it, there is... Nothing to be training for in my space, my space being CrossFit. I mean, there's training for life. You want to work out because it's good for you, but there was no intensity involved because you don't know what's happening. The season wasn't really set up yet. The competitions, it was freaking COVID times and like who knows when, what's going to happen. And I was no longer at the CrossFit gym where everyone constantly made you feel like crap for being kind of out of shape. And it shouldn't say everybody, but there was definitely a subset of people who were like, oh, he's slipping, he's losing it. And at which point it makes you push a little bit at times where maybe you shouldn't be pushing. And am I saying that it's good that I lost some of my fitness? I'm going to say, yeah, when I looked a little worse in the picture with my long hair, it probably was a needed break from my body, probably felt good for me. And the difference being in the second picture, I pushed when I needed to push and my body felt good having done it. It feels good now, minus like a softball injury. And I shouldn't have been benching the way I was benching the other day. But in the broad scheme of things, no aches, no pains. My body's not sore as hell. And it's because I'm just doing what I should do when I should do it and doing as much as my body tells me to do, not responding to outward pressure for no reason. So the training intensity is perfect now where it was diminished and coming off of a bad cycle of years where it was put into bad positions, the difference between the two pictures. And the last thing I want to chat about would be my daily schedule. So something that I had for years was an issue to approach the 200-pound body weight mark. And the issue was that I was on my feet 10 hours a day running the CrossFit gym from ages 21 to 29. And it was mostly at CrossFit Alpha Dog, but it was at other gyms before that. And when you run that whatever gym you're in, you're not eating very much and you're always on your feet. We're talking about neat. One of those like, I hate when people say, hey, I want to have more neat. Non-exercise activity thermogenesis is what it stands for. And it basically means that when you're not exercising, you are burning more calories or less calories. That is just completely dependent upon your body layout. So you get more neat, you get more neat. You get, you burn more calories when at rest or when you're doing day-to-day activities in my place that would have been coaching when you have more muscle mass. So let's, again, use Schwarzenegger, for example. Let's say Schwarzenegger was sitting on the couch for 24 hours straight. Or let's say Schwarzenegger was coaching classes the way I was for 24 hours straight. In either of those situations, Schwarzenegger will burn more calories than somebody, let's say it's a female who weighs 100 pounds. She is 
literally less than half of his size. So it would be ridiculous to assume that she needs as much energy. And my example here would be you got a Suburban versus a Prius. The Suburban weighs three times as much as the Prius. It's bigger, it's larger, bigger engine, needed a bigger engine because it has more mass to move than the Prius. The Suburban holds 35 gallons of gas. The Prius only needs 10. They go the same distance. Schwarzenegger and the girl, they do the same thing. The Prius, the Suburban, they do the same thing. They go 500 miles on one tank. One requires much more energy to do so. Is the Prius mad that the Suburban got to drink 25 more gallons of gas? No. It just, if anything, the Prius should be like, hey, that was more expensive. Ha, ha, ha. I don't know. But in this example, that is a good, that is a good example of non-exercise activity thermogenesis in the Prius Schwarzenegger girl example. And the difference for me being I am currently in a position where I sit in front of a computer most of my days, those days being included in the long-haired picture where I put on some body fat because I had kind of forgotten that that is a thing where, Andrew, you spent nine years on your feet all day. So what happens if you don't spend nine hours on your feet, 10 hours on your feet? Like, well, you got to eat less. So what did I do? I ate less carbs and I ate more protein because protein is satiating. And if you eat more protein, which is satiating, you don't get as many hunger cravings and you can just sit there all day. And instead of going and eating bags of Sour Patch Kids, because when I was at the gym, I needed the sugar because I needed the energy to get through the day and I needed it in compact doses and I couldn't sit there and eat a bunch of food because I didn't have time. What I do now is you got to eat apples and fruit because there's a lot of volume to them. There's a lot of nutrition to them and it keeps you full. Volume keeps you full and still sugar, still carbs, still good probably healthier overall than doing the Sour Patch Kid deal back in the day. So for to summarize all this thing up, the biggest difference, I mean, I always brought up the two to three month lead up to the pictures. I brought up the fact that I took a picture once a month for every month of my life. I brought up the fact that people have a misconception of body fat in general. State of mind is important. The diet, how you go about eating your diet is important, intermittent fasting, whatever you want to do. The intensity of your training is important, and it's important to do at different times of life for each individual, and your schedule is important. Uh, look at how you spend your days and look at how to optimize your day. So for me, it's apples versus Sour Patch Kids currently. And if I were to go back to coaching full-time, more Sour Patch Kids. Do I want to do it? No. <laughs> I don't, I, I, I kind of enjoyed doing the whole deal on the podcast. So this, again, like I said, this is my second go around. I think it went much smoother. I hope you got all the way through it. I hope that you weren't super like, Oh my God, Andrew brought me to listen to this for this. I hope you loved it. And I think that's all I got. I hope you loved it. Bye-bye.